Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington, and you, sir, are? I'm Bill Knight, getting pelted by uh, ice. We got an ice storm going on here, so if you hear things in the background that are going ding, ding, peck, peck, whatever, you know, it's not people uh, heckling me uh, or, or fallout from the Ukraine. No, it's just ice outside that I'm really looking forward to having to go clean off the sidewalks. Yeah, your car is going to be covered. Your truck is shut up. Uh, Yeah, one big icicle. A lot of stuff happening since our last program. Uh, I was looking at the statistics. Uh, The first day of invasion finished, and they had 137 deaths and 316 wounded as of Thursday night. No, I think that's a low number. Yeah, I don't think those figures are accurate. If you saw any of the, of the video, it was constant missile launches and constant bombardment. Well, I would also think, too, that uh, Vladimir, he's not in it to go, how many people can I kill? But he did officially declare war, which is scary in and of itself. But he's going in, the military goes in and breaks things and gets attention, and that's what he's doing. He's going in there, taking out sites and facilities and hardware and so if that is a true number that's a pretty low number then and that's great because his real job is he wants to get his russian portion now he's going to take the whole darn thing thanks to biden Mm. but he wants it back and it is biden's fault even china china sat there and said this war is the United States' fault, i.e., numbnuts in charge, Joe Biden. Well, speaking of China, they had nine overflies of Taiwan yesterday. Nine of their military planes flew over Taiwan. They have said, hey, look it, don't compare the Ukraine with Taiwan. The Ukraine might have an issue. They may have a point saying they were independent, but Taiwan historically has always been, this is what they're saying, has always been part of mainland China. They just don't know it. It's a state, a rogue state, but it's part of their uh, their country. Well, I, I don't buy that because uh, unlike where we say, well, you know, the Ukraine is a democracy, actually it is not a democracy. And yes, there is division there. It's got a history of it. So let's not talk about what we're trying to uh, present now. It's not true. Uh, my opinion is, my opinion is that we have no business there. We really have uh, no dog in this hunt. Interesting poll conducted a day before the Russian invasion of the Ukraine showed that uh, most registered voters are concerned about the conflict between the two countries, with 56% of participants responding that President Joe Biden has not been tough enough on Russia. Only 8% said Biden has been too harsh and 29% said the president is handling the crisis about right. Uh, a sizable percentage of Democrats, 42% joined 52% of the independents and 72% of the Republicans in wanting Biden to be tougher in his response. Now that doesn't mm. necessarily mean militarily tougher. I yeah. think what I think what it means in my opinion uh, they're talking about what a, a lot of people are wondering, why he didn't immediately say, look it, they need fuel, the world needs fuel, this is an emergency situation, I know we cut back on the Keystone Pipeline, I know we cut off 
looking for exploration into different uh, areas for new fuel sources. But for the time being, all holes are off. You can go do what you have to do, fuel companies. Find that fuel, bring it to market. Let's get ourselves to be uh, uh, independent as far as our fuel needs. And let's also help the countries like Germany, who are so dependent on Russia, to find an alternate source. Well, what you have to realize is that Russia has dirty fuel, and that dirty fuel uh, is meaning that it's 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 not as good grade. It's produced in a very un- environmentally unfriendly way. Now, I agree. We should open up the pipeline. We should sit there and go back to fracking, but I don't think we should do it temporarily because of the war. I think we should do it, and then we can sell uh, our stuff cheaper to them and better, and we have better standards, but that is Biden's really only play. These sanctions, they're not going to hurt Russia. They they prepared, they thought about this before they did it, but if Biden makes that play at this juncture, because we should have never shut it off, mm-hmm. Putin's already declared war. So he's committed, which means that if we do things like that, you don't fly around the world as it looks like on a globe to get to Russia. You fly over the top. They're very close to us. You don't realize how close they are. You fly over Canada, you're here, which means they can fly their jets up and over. Canada is not going to be able to stop everything, and Alaska becomes a target, and you can come across the ocean very close because Alaska was part of Russia. They sold it to us by mistake, I'm sure, but Mm. either way— they can take out Alaska. They can take out the pipeline. And, oh, yes, um, who's the rich guy that has the uh, the train system that uh, stood to profit from this? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett stands to profit because of the trains. Well, I don't know, an old war footage I saw. It, it's not hard to take out a train. Imagine that going through Canada. And you mentioned if, uh, the the fact that the fuel was dirty, the Russian fuel. It, it's interesting mm-hmm. you should say Very that. Very dirty. John Kerry was being interviewed yesterday by BBC Arabic. I didn't even know they had one. And John Kerry said it's really sad that the, uh, the whole uh, Ukrainian situation is taking place right now because it's taking the world's attention away from climate change issues. Not that millions of people's lives are put in danger, not that uh, we already lost a couple of hundred people or whatever the figure was, and more I'm sure are going to die today because uh, the fighting continues. No, he was concerned that we were, we weren't talking about the climate. This is a guy who has his own private jet and he will fly the world discussing climate change, not not in first class on some commercial airliner, but in his own private Gulfstream. He's a phony. He's a phony. Um, He's a phony, as a lot of them are. Speaking of airplanes, the Doomsday Plane is an unofficial denomination of a class of aircraft which is used as an airborne command center in the event there's a nuclear war. Two countries have them. Russia has one, Mm -hmm. and the United States has one. Ours... The doomsday plane that the U.S. owned set off from MacDill Air Force Base early on Wednesday. It's in the air. The doomsday plane. And that also means they've got the they got the refueling planes. Now, the one thing that I noticed the other day, the person that you don't see anymore, 
is Kamala, because in this case, and I'm going to bring up a scenario here, but when you have the potential of war, especially nuclear war, you separate the president and the vice president. Now, we got a new nuclear bunker, I believe, under the White House, so chances are Joe is nice and safe. You're not, but he is, and Kamala's in another safe place. But here's the thought that I'm going to leave you with. If you're not pleased with what's going on in this administration, God forbid anything bad happens to anybody, but let's just say something happens and Joe is gone. That means that Kamala Harris now becomes our new commander-in-chief and gets to ride around on the doomsday jet as the first woman president. What will she do in this situation? I mean, we've seen her her leadership with the border. We saw her leadership in uh, Germany. Did you hear her speak in front of uh, Germany on the weekend? I think it was Saturday. She sounded like a seventh grader. It was sad. It was embarrassing. I'd say it. There's probably seventh graders out there that could do a better job running this country than what we have in charge now. Joe was speaking in front of the press yesterday, and he announced the uh, the latest sanctions. This is his answer to Putin's invasion into the Ukraine with 200,000 soldiers and tanks, aircraft. They looked they looked like they were just in charge. Every video I saw, it was amazing. I thought to myself, God bless the Ukrainians. I don't know how they can take this for even a day. Last I heard, they had uh, in, encircled Kiev or Kiev. I I pronounced it Kiev all my life until suddenly the woke news media started calling it Kiev. Same same city, just a different name. But it, last I heard, they were within twenty miles of. Kiev, and they expected it to be taken sometime today. And they say that once the capital of uh, the Ukraine, Kiev, is taken, for all intents and purposes, that's it. Well, actually, I believe they took it already today. I believe as of this podcast, they took it, because I did see that the the soldiers were there, and um, it's going on. Uh, People also forget that uh, Russia's got its navy off the coast, So, you know, maybe this will be over in short order. The sanctions are not going to do anything, friends. Uh, Everything that we're threatening, Joe has sat there and said, he will not talk to Putin at all. Hey, Joe, I got news. Putin doesn't care about you. He's not going to talk to you either, and I don't think you really ever have talked to him. You sat there and uh, shot out your cycle babble and BS. I don't uh, think it's taken yet, Bill. I think, I think it's surrounded. I just went to the news site. I could be wrong. It might be I, that they have surrounded it, but that either way, if they've surrounded it, they're in there. I mean, that's yeah. they're at the goal line. I know that uh, they've asked the Ukrainian citizens to take up arms and to help defend the city. They, they've also put a, a ban on military-aged men from leaving the country. Did you see any of the videos yesterday of the people leaving the Ukraine? They had some aerial shots of the highways coming out of Kiev, and it was bumper-to-bumper cars with their headlights on. It was for miles, for miles. They were all headed toward Poland. This, this is, uh, These are sad times, and it cost, I heard this yesterday, you want to get out of town and you haven't got a car? 
Oh, you you can probably find yourself a a, a car that'll take you for ten thousand dollars. That's what that's what they're charging to take you out of the country. There are, there are people who are capitalizing on this, and they're charging ten thousand dollars to take you to safety. It's crazy. Joe Biden was speaking, uh, like I said, in front of the press yesterday. Here's the sanctions. Here's how forthright and how powerful Joe looked yesterday in front of the press. We've been transparent with the world. We've shared declassified evidence about Russia's plans and cyber attacks and false pretexts so that there could be no confusion or cover-up about what Putin was doing. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe costs on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. Nobody believes him. Nobody believes him. You know, Russian people have been used to it. Now, it's, look, I was planning a vacation to go to Russia because there are some beautiful things to say, you see, but not now. But the people in the past have been used to having nothing. What amazes me is he, he's trying to sell you on how tough he is and how tough these sanctions are. And anybody who has paid any attention knows that Putin's just laughing, just just laughing. He said a couple of days ago in one of his press conferences, we're going to do the X, Y, and Z, but we're not going to go to war with Russia. We're not going to attack them. He's, he made a point of letting Russia know that there were boundaries that we weren't going to cross. Now, I, I submit to you that if you were in a, a fight with somebody, if you were getting ready to fight the bully on the block, would you turn to him and say, okay, I'm going to fight you, but I'm not going to hit you in the nose, and I'm not going to hit you in the chin. I'm just going to hit you on the arms, or I'm just going to maybe I'll give you a light tap. Would you telegraph your plans to your opponent? That's my question. No. That's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy what's going on out there. I am... I am without words as to uh, what's happening. We're watching this thing play out. You know, I hope it does find a way to diffuse. I also know, too, with what's going on right now in the news with this, there's another story that's big and doubling in size that they're not talking about. And this is going to come to a head over the weekend and next week. And that's what's going on with the truckers. There are several convoys. I want to play for you some audio, Bill. I can't show you the pictures, but I want you to imagine you're driving down the road. It's at nighttime. You're in Arizona. And usually the roads are quiet and there's nothing on the side of the roads. Well, in this section of Arizona, there are thousands of people waving American flags some with even Trump signs. <laughs> you know, if you, got you him, know? if you got him, you might as well use him. But just here is the, so the sound of people waving at the trucks as they motor down the highway. 
you know, and I'm not talking about 10 or 15 people here, friends. I'm talking about thousands of people waving. And some had Canadian flags, too. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. They were showing well, I, solidarity. I think this uh, this uh, trucking rally, although it is about uh, the mandates and the vaccines, it's uh, taking on a whole new meaning now, too, because it really, really, really is a freedom rally. And it's not talking about, yeah, let's 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 help the Ukrainians out. It's it's about what the hell's going on in this country and up mm. north too. It's it's time that we. Um, well, I I had a phrase the other day, uh, you know, grab your ankles and pull. But uh, <laughs> uh, urinate or get off the potty. <laughs> I'm trying pull to your head out of your rear end. No, no. <laughs> Your suddenly, posterior suddenly gets right to the the lowest common denominator, doesn't he, folks? <laughs> oh no, I can go. I can no, go. I can no, go lower. No, but... <laughs> no, stop, stop. Uh, you see where the uh, stocks plunged 770 points on Thursday morning following Russia's surprise invasion of the Ukraine. 770 points. It's having a, an effect on us. I had. I. I think I mentioned this yesterday. I had a phone call from my financial advisor yesterday never hear from him nice guy but never hear from him but he was just calling to let me know relax don't don't panic I and mean, we had no intention of panicking because it'll I mean, come back it, it already created you don't want to take it out when it's created you hope that it'll bounce back and if it doesn't bounce back well nobody's will be bouncing back but uh, uh it's had an effect on our economy uh i saw where truth social was down a little but it's still up uh, that's the new social media owned by Donald yes. Trump. I think Donald Trump is is going to have a big win with uh, Truth Social. Again, down a little, then up. But if you look at what's going on with Facebook right now, all right, the poster child for social media, its usage is dropping exponentially. That means that conservatives are leaving and potentially liberals too. Trump could be sitting on a gold mine because we have hit a point to where people are fed up with being misled, lied to, and gagged as to what they can. It, that's what social media is about. It's our platform, the people's platform, to speak our minds. After all that's happened in the past few days in our world, I mean, we are really on, on the precipice, folks. This is not a, not a healthy time. Uh, we mentioned the doomsday plane is in the air. It's like looking down the barrel of a cocked gun. And with all of this happening, there are still people who want to blame Trump, who's been out of office for over a year. They want to blame Trump. And I saw a friend of mine sent me, and he's a, he is a friend of mine, even though he's uh, he thinks left and has been, I guess, for quite some time. He sent me this, this uh, cartoon that said, I'm paraphrasing here, Helping the enemy used to be treason. Mm -hmm. Today, helping the enemy, you're a Republican. And I thought to myself, even with what's happening in the world, there are people, and I don't mean him specifically, he, he was reposting, but there are people who still want to blame Trump. They still want to make it political. Right now, I would submit that it really is beyond being political, folks. We are in a desperate time. We have Russia threatening nuclear annihilation he said it the night before last he when he gave his speech maybe it was a couple of days ago now he said 
something worse than you can ever expect or you can ever imagine will happen if you get in the way of what we're doing here. There's only one way that that can happen if Putin knows something that we don't. Because obviously if we detect the launch, we launch too. Yes, our missiles are slower, but we know China is not going to retaliate against them. They're going to be with Russia. That's pretty much a given. Who else has nukes? Okay, I don't think Canada does, do they? Uh, what are they going to do? No. Does the UK? Yeah, they would have some nukes. So let's just say that Putin knows something that we don't like. You know, I can get him in before they can respond. And what they do respond with, I can accept those losses, or I might be able to get them out of the air. And he hit. Yeah, he did hit. Biden was going, oh, he's going to hit. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. Biden's not God. He didn't know the time, the place, or in well, he kind of knew the place, but he didn't know all of that. If he didn't know all of that, we don't know anything. And I guarantee that he is nervous as all hell right now, and all of Washington is, because Putin is, he's a very smart man. Don't even think for a minute that he's not. He's thought about this well in advance in alternate scenarios. So right now, we're in a very precarious situation, just to, to say the least. And you're right, they're trying to blame Trump for everything. It's not Trump. And folks, I'm not a fortune teller, but this is what I think is going to happen. I think that the Ukraine will be taken over completely by Russia very soon. I think that Taiwan will be attacked. Nine overflights yesterday. They're, they're saying to the public, hey, that's ours. It has been historically ours. It is ours, meaning Taiwan. That's going to that's gonna happen. I think that Kim, Kim Jong Un, I think he's going to do something against uh, Korea very soon. And I don't uh, think we're going to do much of anything for either Taiwan or for Korea. That being said, we've made commitments to Taiwan that we would stand up for them. I don't think we're going to keep those commitments. And I don't think we're going to stand up to uh, Kim Jong-un either. I, I think uh, South Korea is going to be on their own. Well, I'm just going to say it this way. Uh, I think you're right. Absolutely right. We're not going to stand behind them because we can't. We've, we've sat here and beat our chest in the war drums. And then when, you know, it comes down to, uh, okay, put up or shut up, we're pulling up our skirt and showing our true colors. And I just leave it that way. You know what I'm saying? You know, the world will never trust. Well, it, maybe someday. We'll, in, on the short term, the world's not going to trust what we say. Not would in you, my lifetime or yours. Yeah. Would you trust us after we, we literally turned our back and ran out of Afghanistan, left $85 billion worth of equipment. Did we leave the keys? I'm sure we did. Uh, oh, we, I think we did. I think we even left the, the, the instruction manual in the glove box. Probably, because they were driving yeah. in the next day. I mean, we were gone, and they were already having parades with our equipment. I don't think NATO's going to stand up. They talk about having moved troops to Germany and Poland to shore up our defenses, the, the NATO defenses for NATO countries. But if you're Putin and there's no resistance going and taking Ukraine, you got to wonder, is he going to stop or is he going to say, wait a second, Germany doesn't want to come on board and fight, uh, fight us because we have their fuel. Italy doesn't want to fight us. So that's a big chunk of NATO right there. Is NATO really going to stand up? And is the United States going to do it all by themselves? 
look at Biden didn't do much with the, the Ukraine. He may want to just go right through and take the old uh, the old borders back, the old countries back that the Soviet Union used to control. Yeah. And we're going to lose a lot of strategic allies in land that we have in the event of uh, any kind of war. Uh, there's a lot to lose, and Joe put it all on the table, and we're fixing to lose a whole lot. Germany is very important to our strategic defense. Poland is very important to our uh, str strategic defense. When you look at all that area, it's chips on a poker table, and, and I, we don't have a hand. I was reading an interesting poll was taken in Germany recently. More Germans... Uh, lean towards uh, liking Russia over the United States. The young Germany that uh, exists today is more uh, Russia-friendly than U.S.-friendly. Can you believe that? We have all these air bases in Germany. We're, we've been sending soldiers over to your country to protect you since the end of World War II. And after all of that, sending millions and, I take that back, billions of dollars to that country in aid. And by the way, they are the richest country in Europe. Germany is the richest country in Europe. They really are leaning more towards Russia than the U.S. So why in the name of heaven will we put any of our, of our soldiers in jeopardy? I know this sounds like I'm an isolationist, but I would think that maybe we should consider shoring up our borders on the south and, and maybe taking care of our own. And if we have illegal immigrants in this country that are going to stay, okay, then we have to resolve ourselves to that and probably take care of them and not let them roam the country without uh, any consequence. Meaning, if we've let them in, know where they are, and uh, assimilate them into our society. Don't let them become something that you don't want. Uh, don't let them fester into a, a, poor, a poor people, a homeless people, uh, people who are resentful of us because we let him in and did nothing for him. I don't think the reality is that we'll ever be able to take the illegals who came into this country and ship them back to their home country. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think Biden, no. that, that ship has sailed and Biden's already opened the door. Imagine. Well, we have to give them true American democracy so that they have a freedom of choice and not what they've been dictated to do or be. And I think when they see that, yeah, some of them will lean liberal, some will lean independent, some will lean Republican, but let it go the natural course, but let's give them the tools to make that decision on their own. Right now, that decision is, oh, yeah, I got a free meal ticket. But the sad thing is that meal ticket and what people are seeing uh, even in Germany, that the, the good of the Soviet Union, today's youth, even in this country, look upon communism very favorably and that's been the worry all my life growing up well you know they're gonna get mm. us from within and now within and even over there they're all going maybe that wouldn't be so bad i say that uh, we assimilate these people into our society but in the same breath i also say we close that door we close that border we lock it up solid and tight the biggest problem, by the way, isn't well-meaning, poor, illegal immigrants who have snuck into the country for a better life. The biggest problem are the drugs, the fentanyl. We have enough fentanyl that's come across that border while it's been open during the Biden time. 
I think I agreed mm -hmm. to kill the entire country to kill every man, woman, and child in this country like four times. I'm pretty sure there is a handle on good and bad, and we need to, they know they know, but they won't share. Well, we can't tell you where we we ship these people. Well, we need to get rid of them and get those documents and find out where they are. And by God, if they have a criminal background, they got a drug background, that would null and void everything that you just said. Because if they came in as a criminal, uh, you're not welcome here, in my opinion. And if you came in here to push drugs, you're not welcome here, in my opinion. Those people can get the hell out. And it's simple as that. The people that came in here poor even illegally looking for a better life. All right, you know what? I get that. You took advantage of a situation. Let's help you out and, and get you in here properly. Uh, and then we can go from there. But the illegals that came here and they were bad, and there's a lot of them, and they're not all from south of the border. Let's identify those people and not give them a voter ID and not give them status and not give them money and just say, you chose your life already. Get out of here. The show is just about just about finished, but I, I wanted to play something for you, which I thought was kind of funny. CNN was covering the, the first night of the, uh, the invasion. Nothing funny about that. It was, it was tragic. It was, it was scary. And just as the sirens came on in Kiev, they ran the sirens in, in, in very serious. And I want you to imagine this. Suddenly, they squeezed the full picture to a a little box in the lower left-hand corner, and they play an Applebee's commercial. Listen. And a little bit of chicken fry. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio. Get five bonus wings for $1 with any handcrafted burger, only at Applebee's. I would be so embarrassed, and I do voiceover stuff. Mm -hmm. I would be so embarrassed if that was my voice on the <laughs> Applebee's commercial when that came out. Well, Little bit of chicken, yeah, have a in beer, the meantime, too. You, you're, here, you're seeing the picture in the lower left of, of the city preparing to be bombed, shelled. In my day, like, I remember the Gulf War and when things happened. Uh, we had break-ins, we shut down programming, we shut down commercials, and we went with total news coverage. We didn't, we didn't sit there and tell you our opinion. That was a no-no. We told you what, what was going on. And that's what Fox did. Fox didn't, I didn't see any commercials on Fox. They didn't squeeze any images and run Applebee's commercial. Now, mind you, this was not Applebee's problem or fault. They didn't do that. No. But obviously, the, the spot was perfect for the Chicken News Network. <laughs> That's true. Hey, friends, well, that is just about going to do it for us. We've had a wonderful, uh, wonderful time doing this. But like all good things, uh, this too must come to an end. I should remind you, we have a phone number you can contact us with. Uh, the number is 833-583-6060, 833-583-6060. And that is toll free. It means we pick up the dime. If you have something you want to add to the show or something you want to say, a comment, just call us right there at that number. We'll be glad to. Oh, by the way, we may, if it's really good, we may take that little clip and use it on the air and make you a star. We also have an email address, don't we, Bill? 
Yes, we do. It's mail at itsanotherday.com. Itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. That is going to do it, and I think we should wrap it up with our our, uh, temporary uh, show theme song because uh, this is a salute to the truckers who are driving across the country even as we speak. And what are they doing, Bill? Hey, baby, they're firing up the rigs. You got the keys to ours, right? Yeah, we're going to fire it up and... Woo! (laughs) We're going eastbound, baby. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out cause we got to run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch old bandit run.